0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show
1: description to support now.
0: The Business Hangover with Nikki and Sarah. Let's get down. So, Nikki, how's your week been as we move into Episode 3? Look, my week's been um,
1: interesting. I've been on four planes, eight Ubers and gone from rain to sun to cold back to rain and uh, pretty much been everywhere and in between this week. So other than the planes, you sound like
0: you've stayed in Melbourne.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what, though? I got to taste a little bit of Melbourne and then uh, through New South Wales and then back to Melbourne um, and then back to standing outside in the rain watching all versions of sport in the last two days. <laughs> yeah, It's been a pretty
0: hectic week. I think, um, I think I'm think i pretty tired after the week chasing funds and monies and, and talking to people about uh, investing. It's been a pretty good week all up. So so our episode today, we're going to look a little bit about um, sleeping on the job, whether that's a good or a bad thing, Um, the effect of the passion for mental health in the workplace and talk a little bit more about that and then how that all links to um, the people around you building on, again, last episode's tribe about what they really can do in reference to all these issues today. And, of course, we'll finish off with uh, distraction for the last couple of weeks and a few tips to take you to the next
1: episode. Fantastic. And I think, you know, one of the key things that really came out this week was around that, and we touched on it last time, that we wanted to talk about authenticity and trust for leadership. And when we're exploring if it be how you get enough sleep to be effective and how that translates to effectiveness through to tribes and who you need around to bring out your authentic self and trust in your authentic self all the way through to just, the role that you play in every conversation and interaction you have. Mm, yeah. And look, we talk a lot about leaderships, the c
0: suiteers and the CEOs and CEOs, but we're really talking about personal responsibility today, too. So it's every conversation you have and how you conduct yourself at work is ultimately in your power and in your control. So um zooting around the world globally <laughs> today on my uh on my computer, I came across this research um, about sleeping on the job. And, of course, being a a psychologist as well, there's a lot of in-jokes about us falling asleep with our clients. Not that I think I've ever done that, but I certainly do know some people who have. Um, And I found some interesting stats. So here, Nikki, see what you think about this. The sleep-deprived brain loses its ability to make accurate judgments. So um, if you've had 17 to 19 hours of being awake which isn't that much when you're a, a leader, it's the equivalent of alcohol levels of up to 0.05%.
1: So might like be pissed con- on the job. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, having the uh, the feeling of being at your limit but having no joy or laughter <laughs> attached
0: to it. Yeah, no giggles and, and No social. giggles yeah. along the way. Yeah. And look, when you hit 20 hours of being awake, it's 0.1% of blood alcohol level equivalent. And that just starts, I think, the conversation of the Taipei workers who work, you know, constantly all day and then through the night. At some point when you hit that 17 hours, you're starting to lose
1: capacity to make sound and good judgments. And I think it's also, it's not only on that day you know Mm. we all have long days but it's Mm. also about it really is that hangover effect that it lasts for multiple days because it's about how do you then recoup you know in today's society and in the way in which we're constantly connected how do you ever stop take a breath Mm. and regenerate you never get those hours back so it's about having some some sort of self discipline and awareness to go what's the point i just need to capture information mm. But I don't know about you, I've had some nights where at midnight I'm like, just one more page, just one more email. (laughs) And then when I read back in the morning and go, what were those words that I came up (laughs) with? That amazing brainstorming at three (laughs) o'clock in the morning. Absolutely. You know those times where you're laying in bed and you think, if only I had a notepad. And so you get out of bed, you go and write something down and then you try and interpret it in the morning. yeah, no
0: idea. Those brilliant ideas gone.
1: Yeah, and, you know, whilst part of it but maybe instead of trying to write a thesis when you get up at that Mm. time maybe it's just jotting down Mm. those couple of points i tell uh, a lot of my
0: clients to do that you know know, especially in the coaching arena don't get up and get turn your computer on just have a journal near your bed and just dot point yeah a few words to trigger that memory so that you can go back to sleep
1: yeah because i think if they're still relevant they're going to still the word should spark the ideas that go with it
0: that's true So what they found was if you have a nana nap, which if you don't know what that is, that's a short little 15 to 20 minute nap, you're twice likely to be able to problem solve. And they tested that through video games. So your problem solving was better if you allowed yourself a 10 to 15 minute nap. They also showed that creative thinking occurs in your dream state. So, you know, that's probably why I love sleeping so much. (laughs) And um, the less sleep you have, the more you're likely to misinterpret verbal and nonverbal cues and the less engaged you are at work. So this is a lot about what are we doing with our sleep and particularly with tech and how much tech we have and even having our phones by our beds, Netflix binging and things like that. The concept of this research by the McKinsey Report was looking really at how can we introduce sleep into your workplace? And I thought that's a, a great idea Um, And I'll I'll read out some tips at the end of ideas they have. But then that got me thinking about, you know, looking after ourselves, wellness in the workplace, and where are we really going with it? So one of the suggestions is, you know, you have little pods at work so people can go and have a nananap. And I know Google and the big companies like that have that. Uh, I don't know any research on how effective it is, other than it's nice to have a little, little sleep. But kind of, Nikki, I was starting to think where are we going with all this? You know, workplaces are for work. We need to look after um, ourselves and credit. You know, I think you were saying a um, a safe and comfortable environment. But, yeah. you know, at some point are we losing the emphasis
1: that it's a job you're going to? I don't know. I, I, and, I look, think I think you're right. I mean, I have lots of people... You know, and and particularly in my field, you know, I have lots of people that, you know, regretfully have sort of been overwhelmed by a sense of, you know, the the balance of life of work being a part of their life, not a consumption point of their of their being, and you know, we've seen it over the last sort of eighteen months with some of the the challenges that have been created around individual mental health and. There's also, therefore, been an emphasis put back on business as to, well, and I'm saying, you know, every second uh, email I get as a sort of, you know, HR and leadership practitioner around mental, you know, mental well-being programs, and I think it's about saying, within ourselves, we accept a job, we accept a paycheck, mm. and we accept responsibilities and expectations attached to that. But also from the other side, absolutely employers take it very seriously. They need to support their employees. But don't we also as individuals need to either put our hand up and say say, I need some help Mm. but also take some responsibility around that how do I generate my own cues? Mm. How do I know where I'm off balance because I'm putting too much into either myself or too much into my work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, look, I I battle with this, Mm. being both a business person and employer. I ran the employment assistant program too for my uh, business. But I'm I'm getting concerned that we're tracking down the way that uh, schools are going, where schools are now these uh, little mental health clinics. And the term mental health, not everything is mental health. You no, know, having a bad day or getting grumpy with someone or not liking someone isn't a mental health issue. Yes, it's, it's a human experience. So I don't know where I sit with with the influx of psychology into the workplace. I think I'd rather it be more about wellness, resilience building, coping, rather than tagging everything as a mental health issue, because I think then a lot of things fall under the label of unwellness or psychologically damaging that might not necessarily
1: be so. And I think the other thing as well is, you know, not only is it such an extreme issue, in which employers are struggling with what's the right way. And my approach has always been that it is around providing a safe and secure environment that people don't feel uncomfortable raising that they are having a normal Mm. human experience. Mm. And with that normal human experience, the best way, in my opinion, that we can help them is, one, recognise that, you know, we're not all trained psychologists. We're not always, we can't be the expert people always mm, need. Yeah. So give strategies and support within work that it is okay to, you know what, go and have lunch for an hour and a half today because mm. you just need a bit more time. Mm,
0: yeah. I think I think there's definitely a place for creating... Um, really proactive and positive spaces for people to grow, to reach their limits, to expand professionally and personally. I think my concern is the pathologizing of workplaces. I think we're getting to the point where everything is now a form of mental unwellness, rather than maybe a problem to be solved, a skill to be learnt, um, or a technique to master. And Um, Looking at this thing about sleeping on the job, you know, I'm thinking in my business, if I started putting pods around and um, looking at uh, different ways to encourage sleeping on the job, uh, it just wouldn't work. Maybe huge organisations can afford to have that many
1: people disconnecting at work. small businesses can't no and maybe it is you know also around keeping the balance of let's hold people to account for deliverable outcomes yeah you know if we focus on what's important to achieve our hours of operation to support our customers Mm. you know so we can't have everyone saying you know what i'm not the morning person so i'm going to rock up at three that's not going to help our customers it's not going to help our business success but what it could be is here's our hours of operation Mm. and we don't expect you to be on the ball every second within Mm. that but what we do is for you to understand buy-in and work with passion Mm. to get the runs on the board Mm. to get the outcomes Mm. but allow people you trusted them when you gave them the job what happens to us mm. that we then overextend in the employment journey to say we now don't trust you? Mm. We've got to script your job from mm. where to go. Mm. Maybe trust them. We trust them when we got mm. it. Mm. We go into mm. we trust our tribes. We trust our people. Mm. We we have value in. Yeah. Why are our people so different, and why are we trying to overcomplicate it?
0: I don't know. I think uh, I think there's a really strong role for wellness and wellbeing. 100%. And that's about teaching people how to care and look after themselves better. But we're treading a very, you know, I think the shadow line, there's a blurring now about the capacity of just normal business managers or small business owners or startups to actually have a psychological degree and be able to gauge whether somebody has a serious mental health risk or is just a difficult personality or is just doesn't like the job and isn't fit for the job.
1: That's right. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago I had um, a a colleague that um, in a particular industry that I was working with and I remember him coming to me one day and saying, you know what, I've just sold my business. I still love it. It's profitable. But the employee stuff got too hard. And I can't tell you how many times people look at things and go, "I just feels like it's no longer just profitability and providing safety and security. It's about I need to take on every woe in my employees' lives. And by no stretch am I saying that we shouldn't be open and listening and authentic. Mm. but maybe we don't have to wear every hat. Yeah, maybe it's about yeah. saying, I can create safety, I can give advice on strategies, but maybe at some point, I just need to direct them in a different way yeah. to get the right support at the right time. Yeah.
0: I'm getting an influx of, of, um, business owners saying that they are they are drowning under the emotional weight of trying to manage their teams and these are highly skilled people and very empathic people but that's the shift I'm worrying about that everything is now coming into the workplace every issue is in the workplace every slight every mood every moment is now being delivered and the CEOs or senior management are expected to know how to handle that and a lot of them
1: don't no and i mean you know people are employed in their jobs because they're really good at something Mm. and then they happen to be a manager as well they Mm. happen to be and it you know it could be the accounts payable officer they're Mm. employed because they're great but they're also a really good listener yeah so they take on the woes of everyone else Mm. if we have those natural influences and natural go-tos in the business maybe we're better at you know Providing them with strategies in a bigger toolbox
0: yeah. to help people. Or keep directing them out to, to get the issues resolved with the professionals Absolutely. rather than trying to think that we can handle it. I think we just need to be careful treading down a path that maybe will be really hard to come back from.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. Okay so I think you know just as we were talking about one of the things we wanted to tap on is so what are these strategies? What are the Mm. way that we can channel people in the right direction but also create an environment that where we acknowledge just like in friendships people play different roles in our lives and this is where we think you knowing and people knowing who their tribe is. Who's their who's their
0: people? And that's right. Not everyone has the capacity to support you or guide you or mentor you. So you have to select people who have the
1: skill base for Mm. what you need and that'll vary you know sometimes you'll want to reach out to the person that has the commercial acumen because you're making a business investment decision you'll reach out to somebody else that has the emotional intelligence to help you work through an issue that's happening at work at the moment and I think you know there is that personal responsibility of every leader And we're all leaders, regardless of if you manage people, you own a business, or you manage yourself. Mm. And it's that personal responsibility to say, what actually makes me get out of bed every day? Whilst an organisation has that responsibility to create the environment, every individual are the only people that Mm. can influence their satisfaction, Mm. their productivity and you know their radar of their own success yeah there's a great um theory called theory called a
0: theory of uh, trauma and i can't remember the dude's name now he's an american psychologist but um, he has this lovely idea which isn't a new idea but he it's well said and that is um to get through life to get through all the hurdles we have to one you have to develop your coping mechanisms, so you have to be personally responsible to develop your ability to cope, um, if not seek help. And the second major one was get your team around you, get your tribe around you who can hold support and guide you. And although that's his idea is, is in the general world, I think workplaces could start developing a better strategy around that which focuses on personal responsibility as the core. Yes, And then move out and then you've got like a trampoline, your support network around you to bounce you
1: around and get you back where you need to and be. And look, it's 100% correct because it's like, you know, I often get chartered with the role of trying to build cultures and we do all our, you know, you do all your assessments and they're fantastic. This is where we are. This is where we want to go. But if you don't model back to every individual and they buy into that, their responsibility, what they need to create that sense of achievement. I mean, when you look at people and being both of us the people that hear sometimes when things go a bit pear-shaped in people's (laughs) lives, even our own, (laughs) um, uh, it's all about the fact that sometimes you need to recognise, well, what The core of when life goes pear-shaped, when a decision doesn't go your way, when you have a day where you just want to swear at anyone that walks in front of you (laughs) or kick a cat if the cat's in front of you or, you know, run run a marathon, whatever is your driver, is that what you need is you need to be able to take a step back and go, we're all driven by a sense of achievement, but achievement looks different for every one of us. And and I think there's, um, you know, anyone who knows me and how I work, I always say the buck
0: stops with you. But so instead of looking externally for, you know, why didn't this work? Why didn't I get the promotion? It's work, working internal an internal locus of control. So what is it that I could have done better? Yes. Um, and I think uh, that's what we're trying to, sort of circle around in a very Mm. soft politically correct way is that maybe it's you.
1: You Yeah, that's right. If it's not
0: working out, maybe you've done something or misjudged some cues or, you know, looking at virtual autism, which is this um, great research coming out of France and England about, and I think up in Queensland, University of um, Queensland also did some, about since the invention of the television (laughs) way back then, um, we've become um, screen dependent. Yes. And what that has
1: done over time has increased autistic characteristics. Well, that's right. I mean, I often, and, you know, my children will hate me saying so, but I often, you know, if I say to, you know, any of my children, which range from, you know, the 14 up to the 20 bracket, of saying, can you call someone? It's like I've asked them to, you know, pull out all their hair, like, because the interactions are different. Mm. And, you know, we've found more than ever, the thing that people have missed most is social connectivity. Mm. But it's not necessarily that I need to see a million people and be social all the time. Mm. It's about the validation you get from others. Mm. And that stems back to not only your tribe but your, also your own sense of achievement. Mm. And those things are intertwined because, you know, you need the person that you trust, that you respect. But sometimes you also need the person that you know is going to ask you the questions that are going to be about, well, can you reflect on what you did and was there a way in which you could have not, you could have handled it differently so you didn't get emotional? Mm. So you didn't show you didn't show your card. You absorbed. Yeah. You responded. I mean, a few weeks ago, I'm trying to write a letter. You start emotionally, then you reflect, then you pull it apart. And by mm. the time you, you know, get to the end, it looks nothing like mm. you started with. I mean, I kind of like the matrix approach, you know,
0: sometimes the spoon is just a spoon. You know, sometimes there's no intent or there's no problem. Or, um, you know, talking about that virtual autism, what we're seeing is generations coming in aren't very good at reading uh, nonverbal and verbal cues. So that leads to all sorts of problems and misinterpretations. So part of your tribe would be have to, you'd have to have someone who says, you know, uh, cut the rubbish. Yeah, That person didn't mean that. That's correct. You just read it wrong because you're not used to maybe their style. I think we need to be a bit more compassionate about the
1: differences. But also I think as well, you know what, we also need to also, you know, leave blame at the door. You know, what Mm. does blame resolve? What blame does is, is it's a shift. Isn't it a better way? To actually, if you want to build people's potential, et cetera, is to just is to let go assumptions and be better at discovery, Mm. be better at the questioning. Mm. You know, if I look at when people say to me, what's the core characteristic you want in a CEO? What I actually want in a CEO is I want a really good conductor. Yeah that ask good questions. Mm. They don't have to be the subject matter expert. No, You can go in and be a CEO of an industry you've never been a part of. Mm. What you need is to be able to know the flow of data that supports having an analysis of the right questions. Mm. And be brave enough to say, I don't know,
0: but I I know where I can find that information or the person who can give me that knowledge. Yeah. I, I think if we start being... I think, more honest and no mm. one is got all the skills, then we start to use our teams, our tribes better and bring them up to support and work coher- cohesively yeah. with us.
1: And I think, you know, we talked about it last time in that, you know, there's the various role that our mm. own personal tribes have. But isn't an organisation a tribe? It's a, it's a made up of a variety of different people at different levels that have different relationships mm. and add varying degrees of support. And what really is, is that, you know, we spend majority of our time at work. Most people in their lifetime, that's where they spend most of their time. So what we want to ensure is that we have an authentic environment. It's not about having the most authentic CEO and everyone else having no clue. Yeah, It's about having everyone in the organization feeling comfortable, never saying the words, oh, I don't want to mess it up Mm. or I don't want to mention that. Yeah, that's correct. Mm. Why not? Mm -hmm. Because if you're all there, people are not just there for the paycheck. Mm. People even who say they're at work just because they need an income, that income might just be the sense of achievement they need, which is the fact they can put food on the table. Mm. But it could also be because they're being valued for the contribution. But if we stifle, what is the value of that income? Look, I remember
0: being a checkout chick, you know, back when dinosaurs were roaming the earth. And I think and I had such pride in that job. I even packed shells, you know, as a, you know, dwindly little 15-year-old at night to make money. And I took such pride that I got a job. And Absolutely. I, and I think the idea is sometimes we look to our businesses and think they're supposed to develop us as people, but they they're not. We develop ourselves as people and yeah. our jobs are these beautiful journeys we go on that hopefully highlights more skills and uh, allow us to see our true potential.
1: Yeah, and facilitate us getting where we want to go. Mm. I don't know about you, mm. but when I made the decision to go to uni, mm. it was like, okay, well I'm I'm going to do business degree and then I got there and said, mm. "Well, I don't like that and I don't like that." So, mm. I know, let's do human behavior. Mm. But what it was actually about is that it expanded my mind. I remember talking to a friend who was a relief teacher. And she said the most important thing you can teach people is not when, you know, when kids say to you, what do I need to know algebra for? Mm -hmm. I'm never going to use it. Okay, so that was me. Yeah. (laughs) But what they actually taught you is that art of discovery, that art of taking something and being able to get to a different point. And that's what a tribe does. Mm. A tribe takes you from where I am today mm. and expands me. Now, that doesn't mean it's not about always about job title. Mm. It's about the expansion of my brain mm. to think about something I didn't think about yesterday. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And that's the where the most, you know, we introduce this around that authenticity and to trust leadership. But trust leadership is trusting ourselves first and foremost that we have a contribution. They trusted me to give me a job in the first place and a paycheck every week or month or fortnight, and they keep doing it. So we've got to create the environment that is safe and secure, that if you need a little bit longer, take a bit longer. If you need a little bit less, great, awesome. But let's not just keep piling on because we can't continue to grow if we don't give enough. Sleep is about regeneration and regeneration is about organisational growth. all right so look we're nearly at wrap up stage because you know last time we went probably a little bit long and you're all a bit sick of us yeah we got a bit excited but i think that really the tips for me to take away from this week is just trust in yourself trust in yourself and if you're not confident to trust in yourself find your tribe to help build that trust because you're there because you're awesome regardless of why you're there I think
0: looking at the the tips that came with that research on the sleep, on the job, I'm not going to go with those. I'm going to say value rest as much as you value productivity. Support your teams to slow down and profit is not the uh, master anymore. Purpose people and productivity is. So that's what I'd give.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And I think, you know, leading on from that, if you... I'm sure you love what we do, <laughs> even if you just like it. You know what? Um, Sarah and I both have our own businesses um, and not only to that is that we write lots of articles, blogs, mm. you know, comment on other people because there's so many knowledgeable people out there. You know, we don't profess to be everything to everyone, but we certainly love hearing and being around great people. So yeah. don't forget to follow us on mm. our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Twitter, any blogs that we write mm. and our also our own, um, you know, platforms through LinkedIn and Facebook with Sarah Godfrey and Nikki yeah. Mackey. Yep. Yeah.
0: And look, you know, go to the blogs. They're on um, the sarahgodfrey.com at the moment on the Business Hangover page. Um, Every week we're just going to summarise a bit more content for you because that was uh, requested by our lovely Hangover Hubs. Um, So go on there, read them, share them. Um, don't forget to follow us, um, download as many times as possible. But <laughs> also challenge us if you think yeah, what we we'll say is
1: crap and, yeah. you know, that there's a better way of looking at things. Yeah. Reach out, tell us. We're happy, as you've gathered, to talk underwater about anything. So make sure you get on board. But I think it's really, you know, we want to keep this going and we'd love your you joining us next time because mm. we're really going to talk about um, imposter syndrome. Mm. And we're going to have a few guests coming up uh,
0: in the next couple of episodes, so that'll be fun too. And if you think you'd like to come and chat with us, well, drop us a line. Until next time, where we're going to talk about the imposter syndrome, have a great week. So that wraps up another episode I hope you enjoyed it don't forget to follow us and read the blogs the extra sip you can uh, share follow and sponsor us just by contacting us find us on instagram at the business hangover at sarah godfrey au and at nikki mackey 92 you can follow us on our linkedin at sarah godfrey and at nikki mackie and on our web business uh, pages, peopleassets.com.au, dot au, and moving Okay until next time.